0: Flick off your jandals, crack a cold one from the chilli bin, chuck on some cans, and enjoy a Kiwi take on all things Arsenal.
1: Uh, and welcome back to uh, a lovely, what are we, Friday uh, Friday morning here in, in sunny New Zealand. Um, and you've got the lovely Mike here up in Auckland, the beautiful Corey down in Wellington. And you're on the listening to the Arsenal New Zealand podcast, Corey. How's life, man?
0: Wonderful introduction, Mike. And obviously, when you were talking about lovely, and um, you're referring to the weather.
1: Uh, absolutely.
0: Certainly, in the case of <laughs> Wellington, anyway, um, beautiful day down here, um, and it's a Good Friday.
1: It's it's a very goodly Friday. Would, more would ways you than it? one. Yeah. Well, you know, g- give me the reasons why. Well, you know
0: Easter bunnies and all that sort of carry on. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. We, we all yeah. love a bit of chocolate, don't we?
0: Oh, my Easter egg hasn't quite lasted as long as it probably should have done, but hey.
1: Have you already cracked it open, have you?
0: That's it's good. Well, I'm a, I'm not so much of an egg guy, but I'm a chocolate button guy. Okay, yeah. And Easter for me is chocolate buttons. Fair enough. So yeah, they're, they're, I'm gone. <laughs> See you next year.
1: <laughs> you know you can buy more.
0: Well, you can, but... They've got this weird thing now where the buttons come outside of the outside of the egg, which I've only just noticed. Very disappointing.
1: Well, they're not in the egg anymore. You don't have to smash the egg open to get them.
0: No, I mean kids
1: today—they've got it so it, easy. That was like the whole joy of it, though, right?
0: It was. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah cracking the yeah. egg open and all the M and Ms like exploding everywhere outside of the egg, and
0: that—that that was that was the fun.
1: Like I, I when I was a, a young lad. Um, on, on Easter egg chat. Um, I used to love white white chocolate, right? Yeah. Uh, I know it's not real chocolate, etc. And we can debate for hours on it, but I used to be mad for it. And then one Easter, I was given a Easter egg and it was a one kilo Easter egg of white chocolate. And it was called the great white egg. And I That's was impressive. I was over the moon three days later. I no longer enjoyed white chocolate (laughs) uh, and I still no longer enjoy white chocolate because that whole one kilo was gone and I was just sickly over just white chocolate. I just can't do it anymore, eh? right?
0: Yeah, I have a similar story, but mine relates to Harvey's Bristol Cream Sherry. So (laughs) we probably shouldn't really go too far down that track.
1: Right. I I know know we're... we're Too much of a good thing. We're probably trying to... um, Procrastinate. Uh, what we're actually here to talk about, but
0: and who can blame us?
1: It's it, it's been a bit of a let's say um a speed bump for for Arsenal in the last couple of weeks. It's it's been a bit shit. I was yeah. trying to some be some circumstance,
0: you know, some circumstances of our own making, um in my humble opinion, and others obviously um, injuries and things that that not
1: do, do you want to touch on your humble opinion there and and, and let us know? Your thoughts there?
0: Um, not specifically. I guess I think for me, it's it's a big opportunity or it's a big learning opportunity for our manager. So I'm really interested to see how he navigates his way through the current situation, um, how quickly he learns things, how quickly he adapts, um, and how quickly he recognises things that don't seem to be working.
1: Yeah. It's, it's an interesting one. Like before the, the international break, <laughs> we, all, <Like> is it? <laughs> we were all on a, a little bit of a, I suppose, a, a higher buzz with, with how things were going. Um, yeah. Good old international windows um, break up the momentum again. Um, few sort of injury clouds and whatever come back. And then yep. we're kind of, I mean, as we were talking just before we started recording, like if, if someone turned around and said you'd be fifth or sixth with the squad you had, um, it, you might get some sort of European competition, um, etc., etc., at the oh, end you of the get season. A um, and I'm pretty sure most of us Arsenal fans after last season would have went, okay, that's progress, let's move on. The fact that we were sitting fourth, potentially challenging for third type scenario in the space of a couple games um we've dropped you got to put it in context with injuries very 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 lean squad um
0: yeah and i think and when you touch about you know you talk about progress it's i don't see it just as where we finish on the table no, it's no. also the progress that we've made with the squad
1: Oh, the the, yes, the that, culture, the football, the yeah. everything that's you know, gone on. The yeah. players
0: that we've got now, and yes, we we have got a much thinner squad than we'd we'd probably like, ideally. Um, certainly in a couple of positions in particular. But again, that's that's part of the the progress that that we're making, and yeah. maybe we don't quite get to top four this season. Um, but there's, I think, a lot to. A lot to like, and a lot that we would have learnt, and certainly Mikkel would have learned moving forward. And under the assumption that we're going to obviously add a lot more bulk to the squad, probably and hopefully more ways than one, um, over the the northern summer, then again, I think it's a it's a pretty good place to be, all things considered.
1: Hundred percent, and and um, we we also we because they've been around for a little while, we always, always seem to forget that half our squad's like under 22, right? Yep. And and, and the, that youth needs time to gain experience. Um, you can't just flick a switch. It's not like plugging a USB flash drive into them and going, here's some match experience or here's a, a title race experience or whatever it is, right? Um, that has to be learned through time and um, they're all – uh, finding their feet with this international football as well, and how how that turnaround happens. Because obviously, when you when you, when you go into an international window, and you get called up to a squad, you're flying to different parts of the world, you're training with different people, you're under a different manager, playing different systems, all that other stuff goes on, right? You're learning. Yeah, and and you're then at the
0: steepest part of your learning curve.
1: And then you come back, and within three days, as a player, you, yeah you come back, you're within three days, you've got to be playing the way you were before the international window. Like it, it, there is a massive um, difference there. And if you're only 19, 20, 21, that's, that's huge for you. Like if you're 28, 29, and you've been doing it for three or four years. Like most of the Man city, the Chelsea players, the Liverpool players, etc. Mm. they've been doing it for ages. They know the routine. And if you're 18, 19 and your first call-ups, it's it's huge for you.
0: And for a lot of these guys also, and in particular guys like Sambi and Tavares, and you know, they've also moved to a new country. Yeah. They're learning a new, they're working with a new language. Okay, they might have known some English beforehand, but it wasn't a situation where this is the predominant, you know, they've come from their home to a completely new country, a new culture, new ways of doing things, a new city, obviously. Um Food? You know, and different food? Different everything. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's not, it's and obviously, yeah, different football, yeah. different environment, different training regimes, different eating, different, you know, diet, sleep, every, everything's different. Yeah. You know, um, so whilst on the one hand, it's easy as a fan to get a little bit frustrated when we see Sandby or Tavares show us glimpses of what they're about and what, what they can do, that they don't maintain that level of performance necessarily, um, and I'm not speaking about Tavari specifically at all, um, but any of the younger players, you know, it's going to take time for that consistency to build, and time is one to two seasons. Look at Thomas Partey, for example, and this yeah. is a guy who is probably, you know, without too much argument, a world class midfielder. You know, he's not at the top echelon, but he's not far behind either. It's taken him eighteen months to settle it. Yeah,
1: yeah, you're, you're no, And
0: even then, he's he has his ups and downs, as we've seen.
1: And and in the case of um, Tavares, like you've also got to consider lack of game time as That's well. Like it, it because we've relatively managed to keep some players fit. The um the the game time for him has been low, so you can't expect him to come in. Uh, due to an injury after eight weeks, whatever, without a match, and expect him to flick a switch and be yeah, performing, right? You've got to give him a Everybody bit of an showed opportunity. showed us earlier in
0: the season when he had a bit of a, he had a six, seven-week run.
1: Yeah. Well, Absolutely. Look, it sounds like for, for once we're actually on the same page here. Um, scary, isn't it? Funny enough, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So um, I suppose let, let's let's look look ahead because um, looking back in the last couple of weeks is a little bit depressing. But looking yeah. ahead, um, let's say fruitless. Sorry, fruitless. Let's, <laughs> let's say yeah. fruitless. Yeah. uh Sunday morning, three o'clock. I want to say three, two o'clock, two a.m. Two, 2 a.m. 2 2 uh-huh. Um, we take on the might of Southampton. Um, at Saint Mary's. Um, Southampton. uh Probably about where you expect in that sort of lower middle table Low mid. area. Yep. Um where we've we're coming up to a an interesting stretch of games which are probably well gonna forbid. Yeah. <laughs> they're gonna uh let's say define probably where we finish for the end of the season. I think there's four games out of five that are against players that are literally teams that are literally that are around us around us. So yep. um I mean Give us your, your initial thoughts on um, on how this weekend is going to go.
0: My initial sh- thoughts are... We I thought really you were going to say really my
1: initial shorts there.
0: Shorts. <laughs> we really, really, really need three points. Yes. Um, but aside from that, that's been kept Obvious. obvious. Um, I'm just really interested to see to see what Mikel does with the squad and with the starting 11 and the shape. Um, particularly on the left side of defence and at the very top of the attack.
1: Easy, okay.
0: Well, for (laughs) me, that'll that'll tell us a lot about, well, tell me about um, how quickly his, I guess, his capacity to realise that in a bit that maybe something's not working and we need to change it. Because clearly it's not.
1: Obviously, in the last couple of games, something hasn't worked. Um, whatever tactics, etc. we've tried hasn't clicked or or gone yeah. through. And, and it's it- sorry, it's
0: it's just it's I guess for me, one thing that's that really stands out is in trying to plug one hole, he's creating another. And obviously, granite um, Shaka. And we can talk about his little media piece <laughs> earlier in the week if we want to. Um, but yeah, I think you know it's all well and good wanting to plug one hole, but it doesn't do much of it just creates another gaping one. Yeah, that other that the opposition can can make the best of, which um, which we've seen.
1: Yeah, and we we saw that was it last season, season before when he used uh, I suppose yeah. Jaka in that um, defensive yeah, role, um, and it, it left a massive hole in the midfield, and it, it just got exploited so many times. So yeah. Um, uh, I suppose you uh, are you leaning towards this um going back to the three at the back scenario then?
0: No, I'm not. I'm I'm leaning towards well, we, we need Shaka back in midfield. Yeah without parte. That's just uh for me it's a non-negotiable. Yeah. Um Shaka and Sambi two both deep um with um well made ahead of them. Um, Odegaard ahead Odegaard, yeah. maybe Sambi a little bit further forward but Xhaka at the back and put Tavares at left back and just say mate you're up step you, up you're up for this game Yeah. you've probably got to be up for the next game just just play football and and get Xhaka to keep an eye on Tavares and move back to cover him so let Tavares be what he is which is an attacking left fullback
1: yeah.
0: he's on a defensive left fullback clearly and when he had that really good run of games, what he oh. did well was getting the ball progressing it up the field, it which was, is what we yeah. haven't done well in the last two matches.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah.
0: So you know, play the guy, but let him play to his strengths. Don't try and you know make him into something he isn't.
1: Like, uh, like, uh, perfect analogy is Brendan McCullum, let, letting him bat the way yeah. he bats, right? Um, because if he doesn't bat that way, he's just not himself. No. And and you don't get the performances that you need out of him, So, hundred no. percent.
0: And you know you've got to accept that. Okay, he might cost us the odd goal. You know, um, but if we let him do what he can, what he can do offensively as well, the benefits are going to outweigh. Yeah. The the drawbacks.
1: Yeah, uh, but but also he's not the only defender on no. the field, right? There's, there's three other def- defensive or three four five six other defensive players if you yep. take in your defensive midfielders and your keeper that are around him so it's not it's not all on his shoulders no. um but there is a I suppose in the last couple of games there has been a bit of around on his shoulders but look the the other games that are kind of happening with those teams around us with with um the bin chickens playing Brighton, uh, United playing Norwich um, and, and West Ham playing Burnley you, you're 100% right. I think three points is a, an absolute must in this game isn't it?
0: Yeah it is. If, if we're going to have any hope and you know whether we are or not or we, we are that's that's another question but yeah we we can't afford to drop more points.
1: No yeah not,
0: not against Southampton.
1: No And uh, I mean, we've obviously got a an interesting match which we'll we'll try and preview um in a couple of days but midweek we're we're taking on chelsea at the at yep. the bridge so um i know there's probably a, a little bit of an eye on that match as well but um we need to focus on on this one and, and bank yeah. these three points first
0: I, I agree i don't know how much of an eye we can afford to put too far ahead you know yeah. um we've got a be p- in the now we haven't got the the luxury, I don't think, of being overly cute with our tactics or our selections. We've just got to get three points. And, you know, we've got to do what we can do to, to achieve that. And I don't care if we win 5-4 or 5-3. I don't, I don't care about clean sheets. I just care about three points. Yeah. No, yeah. We've got to get some shots on goal. We've got to get our attack attacking, which hasn't been the last the last couple of matches. And, you know, I mean, maybe we can do that and we'll still concede some goals as we have done the last two games. But our attacks just being abysmal.
1: Yeah. Look, uh, this let, a at segue. A, let's look at it a, maybe a brighter note. Um, this, this match that we're playing against Southampton this weekend apparently is going to be the first uh, greener game um, for uh, match day. This, the Saints are inter- introducing a sustainability strategy called the Halo Effect. Um, some some bullet points here on, on what's happening in this greener game. Um, a free park and ride service. Uh, wire fish sculpture to collect supporters use a single-use plastic recycling. Um, young fans are going to be given packets of wildflower seeds, and they're going to be promoting vegan food options at St. Mary's Concourses. So no more meat pies. Um, it's an, a, an interesting, uh, I suppose, take for the fans that are, that are going to be uh, um, experiencing that.
0: It's a fantastic diversion from your attacking frailties.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know
0: that it's going to help us get three points,
1: but hey. Look, okay, all right, all right, I think we've touched enough that we need three points. <laughs> we need three <laughs> points, right? Um, I, I was trying to find something a bit different to, to have a chat about. So yeah.
0: what's well, not a silver lining so much as so a green one, but hey. <laughs>
1: yeah, I like lo- oh great work there. Well done. That's all, that's all good. That's a that's a good uh, Friday morning pun there. It is. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, all all all, all to them for, for trying to make a, a greener game, etc. I know most of the yeah. fans are kind of stuck in their ways, etc. But um, if we can encourage a bit more, uh, uh, let's say consciousness about the environment through a football yep. match, why not?
0: Oh, and did you see further down the Halo Effect ambassador Anne and Southampton FC women's player Katie Roode? Will
1: no, I didn't see to the that. Touch
0: at halftime to talk about her passion for the environment.
1: Is she? She is. I I must flick her a message. Go right um, down the bottom. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah um that is so cool. for, for our listeners that don't know um Katie Rood um born in Northland um in Whangarei, uh, played her football up there and in, in Auckland and then obviously is jetted around the world I think she played for Juventus women um yeah, I think she did. she's played in um, England for a few years now um she's a a, a massive advocate for sustainability etc as well um and a friend of mine from when I used to work in football. So um pretty awesome that she's she going gonna...
0: to... she play for? Was it Lewington or someone?
1: Yeah. Uh, Lewis. Lewis. Yeah, Lewis. Yeah. L-E-W-E-S. Yeah, yeah, who I think we're really big in their sustainability area as well. Yeah, I think they were too. Yeah. Just but she, she was part of that Juventus Juventus squad who won the first um Italian women's championship as well, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, well, there you go. There's another reason to get up at silly o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I might see uh, Rudy on the field, which is mm. pretty pretty cool. So, um, awesome. Look, we let, let let's end our podcast with. Um, I know you you said you don't really care about the result. You just want three points. But <laughs> ha, did do you have a, a prediction or a thought on how it's going to land? One one. It's not not very positive from you, sir. No, it's not. I'm sorry. It, it depends. If,
0: okay, I'll give two predictions.
1: Are you allowed to do
0: that? I'm, I'm making up the rules. I'm, okay. I'm going rogue. Okay. Um, if we play the same lineup we have in the last couple of games, 1 1. Okay. If we have a new centre forward, i.e., Lacazette starts on the bench. And if we have a who, left back. Who are but, you picking
1: then to be centre forward if Lacazette's on the bench? I don't care. Martinelli, or someone
0: could be Martinelli, could be Smith Rowers, false nine, could be could be Mary Poppins. I'm not fast, um, probably not Mary Poppins to be fair, but anyway. Um, and we'll if, we eyes have, yeah. if we have Tavares at left back, is in the, at the left of a back four, and Jacka in midfield, yeah, with La um, and Odegaard, then I would say 3 1 to the Arsenal.
1: Yeah, I, I'm going to sit in between there and I, I think it's going to be a 2-1 um, to the Arsenal
0: mm-hmm.
1: I, I think we're going to probably bag a couple goals and then ship one in a little bit later in the match and, and have mm-hmm. a tight ending as we always love um, I, I think the bo- the boys will bounce back after the last couple of matches, they'll be a bit more focused and a bit more settled, um, international breaks gone etc and they're they're back into their routine. I think they'll they'll find their groove a little bit again. Um, I look forward to it. That's that's my my feeling, my hope, my desire, my love, whatever you want to say. But I think that's where they're going to end up. So
0: I'm totally here for the groove.
1: The groove, the groove. Yeah. And in the
0: meantime, if you are listening to Welling- in Wellington or near Wellington, or you coming to Wellington over the weekend? I'll see you at the Phoenix game on Sunday.
1: Oh, you're going to? Yeah, I am. Yeah, I know. I know. I see you're repping the Phoenix shirt there. Mm. Um, well, as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, you're looking forward to to the match.
0: Yeah. Well, we only what is, get one a season now, so <laughs> <laughs> and this, I, this is our season's game. I, I think it'll be it'll be back to normal. Up.
1: It'll be back to normal once the the whole pandemic stuff is yeah going over so. a bit, right?
0: But so that'll be next season. So yeah. obviously they're up your way next week.
1: Yeah, I've 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 got tickets sorted so. Um, oh, I thought you'd still be away. No, no, we, we come back on Friday. So I've okay. got um tickets in the the World Cup Lounge um awesome. through work. So taking a few mates and gonna good stuff. Gonna have a bit of fun and cheer on the cheer on the old Knicks. So it'll be yeah, good fun. On the lounge as well. Yeah. Which will be be
0: nice. A bit less crowded.
1: <laughs> it's always good, eh?
0: It is good. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Come on, the Knicks. But more importantly,
1: come on the Arsenal. Come on the Arsenal and Knicks? Yeah. Yeah. Can we, can we end on that? We can multitask. Multitask. We're, we're modern men. All right. For, for those listening, um, we'll try and post a, um, a preview of the Chelsea match um, midweek. Um, yep. So, so keep your, keep your podcast or your, your Spotify notifications or whatever you've got going on. Um, tune in for that. Otherwise, yeah, um, hope you all enjoy getting up at 2am because I know everyone that listens to this gets up at 2am to watch the matches or if you're watching a little bit late delayed including with your breakfast, everyone who's on it yeah yeah. Um, otherwise if you're you're getting up a little bit later with your bacon and eggs and doing whatever else and, and watching it that way um cross your fingers cross your toes cross your eyes and um come on the Arsenal if you've got a cross up yeah exactly yeah.
0: <laughs> not that there's much point in crossing because we don't have it anyway
1: yeah. <laughs> Where'd go? Thanks very much for your time, Corey. Thanks everyone.
0: Cheers, Mike.